Hello, Illini Nation. My name is Brendan Jones, and I'm the new on-air editor for the Daily Illini Sports section, and this is the first episode of the Daily Illini Sports Podcast. Um, a podcast is something that we really have wanted to work on for the last few weeks now and, and something that's been building over, over the past few months, and, you know, it's hard right now now that there are not any uh, collegiate sports going on or professional sports, um, but we really wanted to get the ball rolling on this so that, you know, when sports do resume, um, hopefully, you know, at the start of the fall semester, we're able to provide you guys with with a with a podcast that you guys know already um, that really focuses on not just Illini football and basketball, but all sports. And um, I think you'll see that with our contributors. We'll we'll have a, a an array of different contributors um, who all write for the Daily Illini, um, so that we can get enough coverage on on all sports um, because all sports matter to us at the Daily Illini. So. Um, with this first episode, we wanted to cover the news of sophomore guard Alan Griffin um, deciding to enter his name into the transfer portal. Um, in this episode, you'll hear myself, um, you'll hear the sports editor, Gabby Hajduk, um, you'll hear the sports video editor, Alec Bussey, and you'll hear a young staff writer from the Daily Illini, Josh Peach. So yeah, with that, I hope you guys enjoy. Thank you. Welcome to the Daily Illini Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Brennan Jones. I'm joined with who are going to be, you know, some of our regular contributors. We have Gabby Haidu, uh, Josh Peach, and Alec Bussey. Guys, how are you guys doing with the quarantine, being at home? It's, it's weird. Um, I feel like we've all been on what we're doing right now, Zoom, a little bit in the last few days, which is really weird, especially with classes and just learning and spending a lot of extra time with your family which is so fun sometimes but we're hanging in there it's a struggle for certain things i'm just trying to stay productive with or it's like you know making a to-do list cleaning stuff up around the house doing my classwork it's a it's an interesting time i guess yeah i'm also just trying to be productive whether it's like exercises run, running or doing homework but there's only or there's so many hours in the day that it's tough yeah no definitely it's a shift for everybody um which is like why we wanted to kind of start this podcast. Now we all have a, a bunch of free time and, you know, there was some news that dropped yesterday. That's you know, pretty opportune for us to get the ball rolling on this. Um, for those of you who, for those Illini fans that have not heard, um, sophomore guard Alan Griffin has decided to put his name into the transfer portal. Um, this is a guy who is a consistent six man uh, for the Illini this year, scoring almost nine points a game, four and a half rebounds, um, a half a, a half of an assist a game, uh, guys. When you first you know saw this tweet, um, wh wherever you saw it from, uh, what were your initial reactions? Um, well, the first time I saw it was when Alec actually sent it to me. I was eating dinner, taking a break from my daily line. I stuff. Then he texted me, Alan Griffin transferred. So I sprinted upstairs to get my laptop because I knew I was gonna have to write a brief on it real quick for the website. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, talking, talking, talking. but it was like, once I had a second to process that it was like, Alan, that was a shock to me. And like, I was sitting with my dad and he's a big Illinois fan. And I've talked about him on Illini Drive, but he was like, what? I was like, I think that was everyone's reaction. I mean, you guys can attest, but I was very shocked. I was really shocked because he always seemed so happy at Illinois and the coaches constantly were praising him. And near the end of the season, they were just, especially, well, obviously Underwood in his press conferences, praising his growth over the season, the two years he's been there, and kind of just really excited to see what he could do 
kind of moving into an upperclassman role. So I was really surprised. Yeah, I for, actually, go ahead, Josh. Uh, so I was on Twitter and I follow Alan on Twitter. So I was just scrolling through like normal and I saw his post and then I saw words. and I was like, oh, great. Like th <laughs> this is it. He's transferring. And then sure enough, I read it. So the first thing I did was go into my dad's room because Alan is my favorite player and my dad really likes him. And both of us are just like, we said the same thing. Like his minutes increased by double digits. I think like he's going to fill this role. We're going to lose IO. So he's going to play more. And we just, after the improvement that we saw in his scoring, his game, his ability to get to the basket at the end of the year, we were just shocked. And you see like his dad said a lot of good things. He was on, uh, an Illini based radio show or podcast or something what like yesterday or the day before so we were I was extremely shocked I was scrolling through Instagram which was obviously not the first place he posted but I like saw it and I had similar reaction to Josh actually I saw it and I was like the heck is this and then I read it and I was like oh he's transferring and I immediately went to Twitter and other people tweeted it out like that same time that I was in the moment of tweeting it out but it's definitely a shocking thing. I mean, no one was expecting him to transfer, especially this offseason. Like Josh said, with his increased minutes, he got over 18 minutes a game. He averaged 8.9 points, nearly five rebounds, and shot 48% from the field, like 42% from three. Like, you were expecting him to come back and be a key contributor for this team next year. So it was a shock to see him leave. But it's a thing now with Illinois, I think, where I trust this coaching staff to kind of fill the void, and they have – whether it's Adam Miller and Andre Corbello coming in or Jacob Granderson and Austin Hutchinson, who they might feel like they can fill that role just a little bit. And they've been talking to guys on the transfer market too, where, you know, now they have a scholarship that might become available for another transfer market player. Yeah, definitely. Um, speaking of, you know, what he contributed this season, he was definitely um, the second best shooter on the team, you know, behind Trent Frazier. Obviously Trent Frazier got a little um, cold at the end of the season, but he was somebody that could step up and, you know, when they would run that zone, like he was somebody you hoped, you know, could, could kind of break that by his outside shooting. Um, and as Josh said, like he, he was able to get to the basket, you know, what game was that where he had like those, those two dunks, like that were dope. One of the putback ones and another one, um, he was just like a key, a key contributor. So it was definitely weird to see him go, but I mean, as you guys have said, like, you guys were shocked about it, but as I'm thinking about it more, like, I don't know how shocked I am just because of the fact that I like, like his growth this season, like, I feel like he should want to be a starter. And as I'm looking, you know, at this roster next year, if Andre Cabello and if Adam Miller are as good as people think they're going to be coming in, I just don't see a position where he starts on this team next year. And I think for me, at least, that's probably the main catalyst for him to look at this team and be like, I need to go find somewhere where I can be a starter. Um, and it's I'm not, you know, going to be a six man for the rest of my career, because if he does have intentions to to play on after this, like I feel like at the college level, you need to be a starter to have those intentions. I actually agree with that. I don't know if he was was going to start for Illinois this year. I mean, when you look at who they have coming in, you obviously mentioned their recruits and I think Corbello is going to start day one because of the ability he has with the ball in his hands. You're not going to take Trent Frazier out of the starting lineup. Kofi's obviously locked in there. And then you've got, I personally think DeMonte is going to be in there because of how much trust Brad has in him on the defensive end. He's a solid rebounder. And then you're left with one spot. And that one spot was either going to go to one of the two transfers or it's going to go to Alan Griffin slash Adam Miller. And I, I don't know if, going to start but I think he had the opportunity to play himself into it 
Um, and it's really interesting to see where he could go now. And starting as a role for him, I think is important because he does have a high ceiling in terms of his athleticism, his ability to shoot the basketball, his ability to rebound. If he gets to a point where he plays consistent defense, he could, there's no reason he couldn't be an NBA player for a long time. Yeah, I think that if his goal is to go to the NBA no matter what and he wants to start that journey now, you know what, then I guess I'm not too surprised either because I agree he wouldn't have been a starter. I'm a big fan of DeMonte, and so is Brad Underwood, so I know that he would have been in there. And then whether it's, you know, Miller, Curbelo, Trent, whoever, he, they would get that spot. But next year, he would probably definitely be starting, I think, because we're losing Trent, we're losing DeMonte. And Alan Griffin just keeps getting better. I mean, we saw his two breakout games in Wisconsin Northwestern this year. Like, we still had a spot for him. He, w- he could have come in in busted zones, and he would have kept scoring. So that's why, even despite the starting thing, I am still really surprised. I The one thing I do have, or think about that is, yeah, senior year, he would probably get a start. But, like, who – he's a really good shooter. We know that. He's, I think, an average-ish defender. And I think that's kind of part of the problem because Underwood values a defender over – um, kind of an offensive weapon sometimes, especially when you have someone like Iowa and Trent already on the court, and then you have Kofi in the paint now. So I think that was always part of it. He was also just like a really strong presence off the bench, and you need that. You can't – sometimes you can't start everyone who you think you should start just because then who's coming off the bench to kind of produce that for you. Um, the thing with Allen is he had a ton of really good games, but his last three games weren't his weren't the best, or was it his last? I'm trying to pull up the stat. Yeah, his last three games, he scored three points, seven points, and five points. And I mean, the seven points is obviously good, but it kind of seemed like after that Northwestern game when he had like that huge 24 point game, things kind of like slowed back down. And I'm I'm not saying that he can't kind of produce a lot every game because I think if he's in the right system and kind of getting the right looks in the right minutes, he can be kind of that normal offensive producer. But it just never seemed like things got really consistent for him at Illinois this season. I mean, he had a ton of really good games, like I said, but there was never a really consistent, you know, stretch where he was scoring in the double digits. And so I think that could play a factor in just the fact that you know, I'm sure he wants to start. He can start at a Division One program, I think, with the right pieces around him. I mean, he's not going to be an I.O. He's not going to be like an Adam Miller. And I think he's accepted that, obviously. But it will be interesting to see where he goes and if he does start. Because I'm thinking if he goes somewhere and doesn't start, then kind of what was the point? That's, I think that's going to really be able to tell us what he was looking for because – if he goes somewhere and doesn't start, then what's the difference type of thing? So I think it's, we just kind of have to wait and see, but it'll be interesting. Yeah. Alec, you had, you quote tweeted um, Andrew Slater and all the schools that were looking into him. There's, you know, Maryland, Pitt, DePaul, Manhattan, you know, Nebraska, um, you know, Dayton. I saw that, that Dayton connection with Obi Toppin and there's Duke because his, you know, possibly his little brother. Where do you, what type of offense do you guys see him fitting in? you know, best because I don't – I mean, he can handle the ball, but I wouldn't want him being the primary ball handler from what I've seen so far in my – like if I created this imaginary, you know, college offense. Um, but I would definitely want, you know, him having the ball, getting the looks he wants to, whether that's, you know, 
in you know from the from the wing or you know cutting to the paint what do you guys see you know him working best at I think he's a really intriguing offensive player because he has the ability to shoot he can crash the boards he's gotten a lot better at getting to the basket and getting his shot up I mean when you look at what he gave Illinois offensively as a freshman which obviously was really limited in terms of minutes I felt like he caught the ball and shot it every single time and as a sophomore you saw him do things on the offensive end that kind of kept the flow going and kept the rhythm going to use words that Brad does describing the offense I think because of that he's able to fit into a lot of different offenses and this list from Andrew Slater last night like you mentioned I'm sure it's longer than what it was last night I mean he's a really good player and he's a player that is probably going to be at this school wherever he transfers to for at least two years and that's very intriguing to schools because they like players who are going to be at a school for more than one year Um, so I think an offense that just he's not necessarily the focal point and the guy who has the ball in his hands 24-7 but can play off the ball and get a shot up off a little bit more consistently in different ways than maybe he was able to at Illinois. Yeah, I, I think that Griffin, something in his game that he still needs to work on is creating his own shot, which is why in a fast-paced offense with other good guards around him, he's going to work so well. Like if you had a, you know, in the NBA, they call it like seven seconds or less or one of those fast-paced off- offenses where he can like be the guy for a kickout three. I think that's good too, but I mean – he gets up for oops, which is good in transition, but then he also got a lot of offensive rebounds this year. Him and DeMonte, I think, were the leaders in that. So even in, like, a slower-paced offense, you can still see Alan Griffin's, like, him do these things that will help your team no matter what. So, like, for me, it's probably a more fast-paced offense, which is probably the best for him to, like, show off and score. But whatever you put him in, I think most of the time you'll get at least some production out of him. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I think no matter what, he is a really strong shooter, and I think that's what everyone's kind of always said about him. You don't really see it freshman year, but, you know, everyone's always said, like, Allen has this really good shot, and we saw it this year. I think – I do agree with the fast-paced offense. I think he also needs to be with a little bit of a bigger lineup just because, yeah, he's great on the boards and he can get those, but that shouldn't be his main role, and, like, he should be able to focus more – on his offensive production and you know getting being quick in transition and I think sometimes you know he could like be behind or like focus on like getting the rebound because you know Illinois lineup isn't that big which worked for them and like DeMonte worked for them as that four spot but I think that could benefit him a little just so he could kind of work more as a true shooting guard but I mean either way if he could work in his shot like he's going to be successful. So the Illini, you know, were already losing almost 15 points a game combined with Andres Felice and Kipper Nichols. Now you add that other nine points a game. Who do you guys see either stepping up or, you know, who does, who does Illinois need to go get, like what type of player so that they can, you know, get that offensive production that they're now losing with um, two graduates and, and um, a sophomore? I think um... – well, big thing is obviously Trent coming into his senior year. I feel like there needs to be a spark there. Um, we all know, everybody knows what Trent can do, especially from the three-point line. And that kind of, not kind of, it started to fade this at the end of the season. Um, so I think he needs to see kind of a spark from him. And he know, you know, I'm sure he knows that. I'm sure he understands that the offensive production wasn't there. And I don't doubt that that can come back. Um, I really think, obviously, you know, you're going to have Adam Miller and Andre Corbello. 
And I think one of them will obviously step up. But at the same time, I think it's going to be one of those grad transfers. And I think Austin Hutcherson could – I'm going to I'm gonna pick him as the one just because, you know, I, I know like, he, like Alan, he has a good shot. And he is taller than Alan. He has more length. So he could kind of do more as a, you know, forward type of player. So I think he'll be really interesting to watch. I mean, he does come from Division three, so – It'll be interesting to see how that does transfer over because sometimes it just doesn't work at the D1 level. So I think we'll have to watch for that. But either way, I think he could be one of those players who probably comes off the bench, could start depending on if he earns it and how the freshmen look. But I think he could be your kind of strong sixth man to fill Allen's hole. I mean, I was listening to things earlier this week and they were saying that Trent has a lot of pressure on himself to – be an effective player offensively a senior season. And I agree with that. And I agree with what Gabby's saying with Austin Hutcherson being a guy who you can maybe rely on a little bit more for scoring. He had shot, I think, 39% at his D3 school, which would have been two years ago. Um, and then obviously Kofi. I think Kofi, you're going to see him grow a lot. I wouldn't be surprised to see him put up numbers close to 17 and 11. I mean, he's a guy who's going to become a lot more athletic this offseason. He's going to become – stronger I mean that's something that we all know in terms of the weight room they didn't put him through a lot of strength training and I think you're going to see him really grow on the offensive end especially around the basket because his footwork is so questionable at times his hands are so questionable at times so you see him grow a little bit more and become more comfortable playing basketball because he's only been playing for three four years now so Kofi is someone I think will score a lot but eventually you're going to need a guard to step in and shoot and obviously it makes a lot of sense for that guard to be Adam Miller but that's a lot of pressure on a true freshman to have him to expect him to come in and shoot upwards of 38%, 37% from behind the three point line. That's not a fair expectation for him. And he's going to have a rough adjustment period. I mean, he's at Morgan park now and he has the ability to have the offense run through him and Brandon Weston. And he has the ability to shoot kind of like whenever he wants, because he is such a good scorer and he's not going to have that ability at Illinois. So that's going to be an adjustment process, but if Illinois is able to have Hutcherson shoot 37, 36% from three have Adam Miller shoot somewhere between 36, 37, 38% from three. You might make it up a little bit. So when Alan Griffin was a freshman, obviously Aaron Jordan was on the team getting those, you know, like kind of sharpshooter type of minutes. Uh, and when he left, obviously someone needed to fill that role. And I thought it was going to be Alan. And it was, he got not as many minutes as Jordan did his senior year, obviously, but Alan Griffin still filled that role a little bit. And the, the guy that I think is going to do it, I, I think it is going to be Adam Miller. I mean, I know that he's only going to be a freshman it's, and everything's going to like take time to get together, but he's going to have a pure point guard and Andre Carbello to get him in the ball. And he's going to have that inside presence to like stack guys in the lane and Kofi Coburn. So, I mean, I mean, Io came in as a mid-range guy and he really stepped up his freshman year. So even though it's going to be tough and obviously – my expectations aren't this high for Miller, but if he comes in and shoots 35 something percent from three, I would not be too surprised. But then obviously Hutcherson too, we'll see what he does. I think that he's the big transfer name because he is the better shooter of the two in this. So even though there's not one set in stone guy that is that I think that all of us are saying to come in and replace Allen, we do have options. So I think that the Illinois, despite this, are still, you know, in a good shape for in good shape for next year. I have a quick question. I want to ask you guys real quick. I thought of it as Josh was talking, but Josh, you said 
do you think like Andre Corbello would be like a good guy to get Adam Miller the ball? So do you think Andre Corbello is going to start? So I think he should start. I, I've watched Andre's highlights. I watched a lot of the game against Sierra Canyon where he put up that triple double. And I mean, the dude's just a pure point guard. Like he can score, but his passing, like, I don't know if you guys have watched him. You just, he kind of blows your mind with the way he passes the ball and just his court IQ in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Andre Corbello can definitely start next year. You think it's, but so you think Andre and Adam Miller, like you're they're They're going to start two freshmen. You think? No. Uh, I mean, Allen came off the bench uh, next year. So I said like Adam can take his minutes. So he could still do that off the bench. But if Adam Miller's starting by big 10 play, doesn't surprise me, but Andre, I think has a better chance of starting. Yeah, I think when at the, you know, middle of the Big Ten season, I think you're going to see both of them start. I just, like Josh has said, um, Curbelo is just so good at passing and he's so, he's tall, he, he's long, he rebounds well, and he can score when, when he needs to. And same with Adam Miller, like he's tall, he, he's long, he can pass, not as good as Curbelo, but, you know, that's where you're going to make up the scoring. And I think that as soon as these guys, you know, come in and learn the college game and get acquainted to this new system, um, I think they're going to be great uh, their freshman year. So I think that's where they're going to make it up. Obviously, um, we saw this year a little bit where if if they could if defenses could trap you in the half court and you know they're they're you know zoning you, it, Illinois couldn't really shoot out of that. What I hope that they address in maybe the transfer market or you know just developing these guys is that you know they they try to get them to shoot more and be able to be more consistent. You know, so they can break up the zones because that's really when you saw you know, the Illini offense really stagnate this year. Well, I think you had a lot of those three to four minute scoring droughts, especially when teams went into zone, just because we don't have that one like sharp shooter. I mean, Allen was close to that, but he, like I kind of said, he was never the most consistent. So, and he wasn't on the court as much as someone like an I or Trent or an Andres. So I feel like you still don't have that, like, 100% sharpshooter, like, that's your guy. Um, It could be Trent. It could be. I think we've seen that from him, that when you need something, he usually can kind of spark that energy. But it does concern me a little just because we don't have that. But we also didn't have that this year, and the line I were very successful. obviously didn't get to finish the season and show everybody how successful they could have been. But it's a little concerning, but not something I'm truly worried about. Because I think, like we've all said, there's little pieces here and there that I think could really come together. The thing, I kind of want to come back to this, because I'm, I don't know. So I just, personally, I think Adam Miller might start just because, and I kind of want to get your guys' opinion, because I feel like he's their big recruit. Like, he's like an I.O. level, not quite there. I mean, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I.O. was bigger just because he was the first um, for Underwood. But I just don't, I don't, I have a hard time seeing not, like. I I don't see why they both can't start. I think that, you know, this is a team that's, um, built around their guard even this year like you know their, their three main scores Io you know Trent Frazier obviously Kofi but um, you know their offense really ran through their guards throughout most of the season I don't see why you know midway through the season we don't see 
um, Curbelo, Adam Miller, and Trent Frazier all starting, um, especially when you have, you know, somebody like DeMonte Williams who can pretty much guard anybody from the one to the four um, throughout the Big Ten. You know, you saw how good he did on Lamar Stevens uh, this year. Um, so if he's able to bring that same energy and intensity into his senior year, which I don't doubt he will be able to, I don't see why, you know, you couldn't keep him at the four for his defense. And then, you know, you have all that offense from one to three. And then you also have Kofi, you know, who can obviously we know who Kofi, what Kofi can do. So I don't see why, you know, midway through the season, we're not seeing uh, both of the, the guys start. Gabby, to go off what you're saying, I, I think Herbella is going to start day one. I think he's a, to echo what Josh said, his basketball IQ is insane for a kid coming out of his senior year of high school. I mean, watching his mixtapes and watching what he's done is just incredible. Watching him in games against elite competition at the high school level is it, it's incredible. And he's done it for the Puerto Rican national team, and he's going to do it at the Jordan Brand Classic game. I mean, he's just so much fun to watch, and he's a top 10 point guard nationally. And I think Allen transferring opens a door for Adam Miller to start, but I don't know if Adam starts day one. I do think Curbelo starts day one. But I think Adam works his way into it once he gets more acclimated to the college basketball speed and the offense and his expectations defensively. Once he gets more acclimated to all of that, I think he starts. And Io came in and had to start his freshman year because, quite frankly, the team wasn't good. And the team is still going to have high expectations next season. And because of that, you have more players and you have more depth. And that's one reason why Adam Miller – or Alan Griffin transferring isn't like the world is ending. And it's because Illinois has so much depth. I mean, Illinois was expecting to play nine, 10 guys potentially next season. And Adam coming in doesn't have to start right away like Io did. You allow him to adjust a little bit and he can start by Big Ten play, whether that's full Big Ten play in late December, early January, or that's those two awkward Big Ten games in the first half of the season. I think late November, early December, if he started one of those two games, I wouldn't be shocked. But I also wouldn't be shocked if he starts the first game of the year. Yeah, I, like Alex said, I think Carbello's starting right away, and I don't really think there's a question about it. I think that's something Illinois has been missing for a while, is that pure point guard, like, to make the, obviously, people like myself are making the Cassius Winston comparison, which I think is absolutely valid. He's definitely a Cassius-type player who can, in my opinion, can be up to Cassius's level in a few years, but I guess we can talk about that in a couple of years, but uh, so I do think Corbello is definitely in there for sure. Trent, I mean, that's not even a question. And then DeMonte at the three and then obviously Kofi at the five. So the question is going to be at the beginning of the year, who's going to get the four? Is it going to be Georgie? Is it going to be one of the two uh, transfers or is it going to be Miller? But then as we saw at the end of this year, our starting lineup was Felice, Trent, Io, DeMonte and Kofi. And, if I, I'm not going to go through it, but if Adam Miller, DeMonte, Trent, and Coburn, and then Curbelo came in, there's like a someone that you can fill in at each spot, which is why I think with like Miller starting eventually, or most likely starting, is an absolute possibility. Well, I also think like with Curbelo, you have someone who can really get Kofi the ball at any point, and I think that's something that the line I were missing a little this year. I mean, they were able to get the ball inside for the most part, but sometimes it just wasn't pos- positioned right or, you know, things were just off. And, you know, Kofi needs to be getting a touch every possession. And I think that's what kind of keeps Illinois' offense flowing. And I know I've mentioned this before on the radio show, but 
if you can if you can get two players to close on Kofi, someone's open. And you have guys who can hit a mid-range shot, who can hit threes. I mean, you have Trent, you have Adam Miller, you have Corbello who can, you know, hit some jump shots. They're not – obviously, those aren't their, like, most important attributes to the team. But you can rely on some of those guys to make shots. So I think it's so important having a guy who can just – really work Kofi inside and kind of open up the floor for everybody. I think that's something they lacked at points in the year. Yeah, definitely. Um, Alec, I know you're, you know, you really are into the recruiting and, and transfer market. Is there a guy that, you know, you see out there that would be like a perfect fit for the Illini? I mean, I think the obvious one the fans want to hear is DJ Carton. <laughs> I mean, obviously, a kid from Iowa is a top 35, I think, national recruit coming out of his senior season, which was 2019. He obviously played his freshman season at Ohio State. He left, I think, in January, and he cited, you know, mental health issues. But he came back, um, I think, in mid-late February. He just didn't play. Um, he averaged 10.4 points a game, 2.8 rebounds, 3. Oh, assists, and he shot 47.7% from the field. Yeah. Um, he's a kid who, similar to Curbelo, is your, like, traditional point guard. But Brad wants to play three point guards at a time. I mean, technically, he did it a lot this year. I think over 45% of the time in Big Ten play, at least, he was playing Trent Io and Andres Felice together. So I wouldn't be shocked to see DJ Carton be a guy that they heavily pursue, and they've been rumored to reach out to him and gauge some interest in him. Um, obviously, DJ's a kid who's going to draw a lot of interest from a lot of programs around the country. Um, the other one that I think is there that you can look at is Trey McGowan's. He was at Pitt. Um, he averaged over 11 points a game, rebounded fairly well, 3.3 rebounds um, and 3.6 assists. Shot at 36.7% from the field. So he's not as good of a shooter as the other players, but I think the obvious one that Illinois, that Illinois fans want to potentially hit on is DJ Carton. And yeah. I think it'd be a lot of fun to see DJ Carton play for Illinois. But I think you're limited in terms of what you can do if you get DJ Carton, because then I don't think you can play him at the same time with an Andre Curbelo and with a Trent Frazier, because you'd be really small at your three guard positions, which would put more pressure on Kofi and would put more pressure on whoever you have at the four to rebound. Um, but if you brought in DJ Carton and say he got immediate eligibility, which is something the NCAA is voting on in April, assuming that still happens with what's going on in the world with the coronavirus, um, he could get immediate eligibility for that, or he could get it for the hardship waiver with his mental health that he has cited during yeah. his time at Ohio State. And if you got a DJ Carton and he got immediate eligibility, that takes less pressure off Andre Corbello to have to start and be a huge impact player early on. Um, and then I think they're going to start looking at players to come in and transfer and play the four position as well. Because in my opinion, that is a position that Illinois needs help at. And I haven't had a chance to really dive in deep and see a lot of players that Illinois is connected to, to play a power forward position. But like I said, Jamari Burton, Trey Burton, and obviously DJ Carton are the three guards that I think you could expect Illinois to really look for. Yeah, definitely. Anybody else? I think, I mean, I don't have any players, but, just thinking about it, I think a good pitch, Illinois, and Underwood Command. I mean, I'm not questioning their recruiting because they've obviously done well with it. But I think right now, if you're looking at the transfer market, especially, 
you know, we obviously we have our speculations about who's going to start next year, but I think there is potential for someone else to come in and get that spot. And I think, you know, starters for next year aren't necessarily set in stone. Um, and so I think that pitch you can kind of make is, you know, you if, you know, if you can, obviously, depending on NCAA rules, like if you can't come in and play, then there's room for someone else to like win a starting spot. I mean, obviously, we know Underwood values DeMonte so much, but if you get a guy similar to him who can also put up some consistent points, I mean, there's someone right there. I've seen, you know, just looking at the three, four spot in general, I think there's some room for someone to come in. And so, I mean, who knows? They might not get anybody. They might just stick with who they have. And I think they have a really solid group anyways. But I think there is room for someone to kind of really work their way into the starting lineup. So, I don't know. It'll be really interesting. I kind of feel like they're not going to get anybody. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. But it'll be I – think, I think the team next year is going to be really exciting, just like we've said with Corbello and Miller. I think they bring – something a little different um and I, I know like Io and Adam obviously came from the same area and everything but I think Adam does bring more of just like a pure scorer mentality I think he can score a lot of different ways that Io can't and then you just have Corbello as a pure point guard like we've said and I think that's what we've been kind of missing just those that passability and personally I know we all kind of are but I'm really excited to see Corbello um I'm really excited to get him to Champagne and just kind of see what he can actually do and, you know, see it in person because, you know, all the highlights you watch of him are like insane. He's an insane point guard. And mm-hmm. I think that's really exciting for Illinois to be getting. I think that I am a little bit surprised that we're going after the guards so much because not, not that this is anyone's fault, but I still feel like we're feeling the effects of not getting EJ Lydell or a player like him to fill that, you know, three, four, more of a four role. Hopefully we see improvement out of Georgie. I know that we're all a little upset with him this past year, but if he goes back to somewhat his normal self, this team can be very good. I expect Illinois to be active on the transfer market because technically now they have one scholarship open where before they had zero. Um, Because technically – Iowa scholarship is allotted for for this upcoming season and whether that he goes pro or he decides to come back I think he ends up going to the NBA draft and he's at least going to test that um you potentially have a scholarship open there and don't be shocked if you see another Illinois player transfer attrition happens that's what college sports have become unfortunately with kids leaving and bouncing around so much so I wouldn't be shocked to see another player transfer and if you have another player transfer and Iowa decides to leave for the NBA, you would technically have three available scholarships. And three is a lot to have available. It's different to have two. I think last year Illinois had two available. Um, so I do think they're going to add at least a grad transfer or a transfer of some sort. I don't know if I want to see them take a chance on another kid late in the summer. Like Jermaine Hamlin clearly still has a lot of questions around his game, and that's not to be a huge shot at Jermaine Hamlin. I mean, he was going to be a kid who – Came to Illinois and went to prep school. But those those kids that you get in June and July normally have a lot of questions around them. And I don't think Brad wants to bring someone in who might not produce at a consistent level. If you bring a guy in like that over the summer, that's more than likely what you're going to get. Because I do think they need to – I mean, if you lose Io and you lose Allen, you're going to need to fill your 
two scorers that you can count on. Um, And not to mention your leader. So I would expect them to be pretty active on the transfer market. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up for our first episode. Thank you guys so much uh, for for doing this and joining me. And, you know, uh, good luck for your classes for the rest of the week. Appreciate it. Good talking with you guys.